Thank you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. Good to have all of you. Great to have guests with us. I hope that you will give ear to a tired preacher tonight. Tired preacher's heart. I want to talk to you for just a few moments. Out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 64. Isaiah, the 64th chapter. And I will begin reading with verse number 1. The scripture said, Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens, that thou wouldst come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. As when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens. Oh, that thou would open the windows of heaven upon this place tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, we need your help right now. I've never felt more in, in tune with your spirit than I feel at this moment. But I know, Lord, that my words are limited. And so I am asking you to give me the words that are anointed of your spirit that they would resonate in some heart tonight and it's somewhere in this building. Something would catch fire in the spirit and the soul of your people. That somehow, Lord, a hunger would be stirred deep within the soul for greater things, for your power, for your presence. God, that we would not be satisfied with merely going through the motions, but we would hunger for that manifestation of your power and glory. Let it be tonight, God, that before we leave this place, somebody, somebody in this building will have reached out to you, not with their hands, but with their heart. Not with their flesh, but with their spirit. They reach out to you, Lord. Oh, touch us tonight, God. I pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. There are times in life when you get sick. And then there's times when you get sick and tired. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes our heart is broken. What we see and what we hear and what happens in people's lives and we are sick. And then that sickness propels us. It pushes us to a place where we're not just sick, but we're tired. 
Amen. Amen. But then there's a time when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Anybody ever been there before? You get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know that there is more and you know that you don't have it. There are times when you know that you are walking with God in the way that He would want you to and there are times when we all know that we're just going through the motions. We're just playing the game. We are going through the rituals that we know and we do them well. Pentecostal catechisms are just as, as deadly as any other denominational catechism. When it becomes mere routine and rote and words come from your lips that you have not registered in your heart, then it becomes only a formality and it becomes as sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. But the prophet Isaiah, he read my heart tonight. Somehow in all that was going on with Israel, all that was happening with God's people, where they were, their walk with God, their place with God. He knew that something more could happen. And so in an impassioned plea and cry, he lifts his voice to God and he cries out, Oh God, that you would rend the heavens that you would tear the heavens as a garment so that they would be open to allow your power and your presence to flow out and flow down to your people. Because we are sick and tired of being sick and tired. We're tired of prayer that is prayed without passion. Hallelujah. I'm tired of prayer that is prayed without passion. I, I, I just looked around a little while while we were in prayer time tonight, and I'll be honest with you, it, it disturbed me when I first looked that I, I saw probably 70% of the people who were not kneeling or in prayer. That really should not be. But there ought to be in somebody here tonight a cry that goes up before God that said, Lord, would you rend the heavens for greater life, church? And would you open the windows upon this place so that we do more than just sing about your power and we do more than just talk about the shout and we do more than talk about your presence but you know that you are here. We know that you are here and we know that because of the shout that is on the voice of God's people. I am sick and tired of of my own worship that is without will. It's just a formality. So many times we go through our, our little routine. We got all the words on the board. And so it's easy for us to come in. But we never connect to what 
the song is about. We never register in our spirit what we're saying. I listened tonight as we sang shout to the Lord, shout to the Lord. And, and you would think that somewhere there would have been a voice that shouted, Oh God, hear us tonight. God, we praise you tonight. There's every other kind of shout being heard in our world. We sing about great things. Oh God, that that would be true. That around this church there would be marvelous and magnificent things happening. Things that we cannot explain. And miracles that all you can do is say it got to be God. That's what we need in this place tonight. We need singing that is anointed of the Lord more than just a talent that is displayed as beautiful as the harmony was tonight. Your harmony cannot take the place of the anointing of God upon you when you sing. And you cannot have anointing upon your life when you are wrong with your brother or your sister. And you can cannot have an anointing on your life when you're standing beside somebody that you won't even talk to or you're sitting beside somebody that you won't talk to. You can't have anointing when that is going on. But oh, that somebody tonight would join with this preacher and say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of going through a formality I'm tired of going through my little ritual and going home the same way that I came I want to leave here tonight and know that when I walk out that building I have been in touch with God and God has been in touch with me I want that anointing that breaks the yoke on everything in my life hallelujah hallelujah I am so tired of playing church and don't act like we don't do it. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of using the church as a playground. Amen. I'm tired of using church as just a place to catch up on the latest. This is the house of God. Number one, it ought to be reverenced by everybody, including our children. Our children need to be taught that this is the house of God. This is not a place to play. It's not a place for games. It's not a place to have good time. There's a foyer and there's an outside. In this place, it's a place of prayer. In this place, it's a place of worship. In this place, it's a place for people to turn their life around. And we don't have time for anything less than that. And we need to teach our children and our young people. And we need to re-educate ourselves that this is a holy place. And that's why when we come through those doors, we ought to cut off the talk and start praying. We ought to cut off the conversation and start moving into a direction of getting into 
tune with God. Call me a fanatic if you want to. I really don't care tonight. I've been here 18 long years. And if you don't like this, I will pack my bags tonight, hook up my trailer, and find me another place to reside. But I am not going to come to church and go through a routine and a ritual and play like I've had church when I haven't had church at all. I want the power of God in my life and I want it now. I want it in the summertime. I don't care how many people are on vacation. I don't care what else is going on. I need God now in my life. Hallelujah. 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 I, I, I hope that you don't misconstrue anything that I'm saying right now. And I, I'm not mad. I am hungry for a breakthrough though. And sometimes when people get hungry for a breakthrough, it makes people that are not hungry very uncomfortable. When people are hungry for a breakthrough, it breaks up everybody else's routine. Everybody else is just happy going through their little one, two, three, one song, this, that, and then go home. But people that are hungry for a breakthrough, they don't care about that. People that are hungry for a breakthrough, they don't even care how full the house is. They've got a man with them. They've got to get to the Lord. Every door is blocked. The windows are filled. There's no place for them. And somebody said, well, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to find a way to get into this place. We may have to go out of the norm. We may have to get out of our little routine. We may have to go away from our ritual. We may have to get away from the program. But whatever we've got to do, we've got to get this man into the presence of the Lord. And people that are hungry for a breakthrough through they're just that kind of people they'll do whatever is necessary they'll climb up on the roof they'll tear a hole in it if they have to but they're going to get their need into the presence of the lord oh yeah when people get hungry for what i'm talking about it disturbs people that just like to play church it bothers people that they get their hair messed up a little bit because something fell down from the roof. Who cares about your hair? Who cares about my hair? If there's a need and there's a God who meets that need, why don't we bring them together? Why don't we make a way for a miracle to happen? Why don't we make a way for God to do those marvelous things? Why don't we tear a hole in the roof and allow Him to do what He does best? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what I'm sick of. I'm sick of performance without any power. I'm sick of performance. We have gotten church down to such a science that it's, it's, it's almost impossible sometime for God to move because we got our little thing we're going Oh, God, I don't care what our thing is. I want heaven to be open. I'm hungry for rain to fall. I'm desperate for rain to fall. God, I, I don't, 
I've been in a drought for a long time and I don't really care how you do it. You know, when rain falls, it falls indiscriminately. It doesn't just sprinkle here and there. It doesn't just go where you want it to go. When the rain of heaven begins to fall, it falls everywhere. It falls on good people and bad people. It falls in good places and bad places. But that's just like God. God wants to give everybody a chance. You may waste that opportunity. You may let it run out of your heart because it's so hard that it can't receive that but rain falls indiscriminately and I'm hungry for that rain I'm hungry for the power of God that will shake this place and turn us upside down and make us what we ought to be hallelujah is there anybody here tonight that's sick and tired of being sick and tired is there anybody here tonight That's hungry for rain that is uncontrolled. Rain that falls. Rain that comes. It doesn't matter who it is. The good and the bad. The, 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 the spiritual and the non-spiritual. God, let your rain fall. We need it at Greater Life Church. We need a, we need a rain that will fall on this place that'll wash out a lot of junk in our hearts. We, we got some junk build up there. There's some carnality that you and I have allowed to build up in our, there's some of you that are so carnal right now that you're on the edge and you don't even know it. And the devil's got you in his bull's eye. And if you're not careful, you'll be his next prey. You need the rain of heaven. God, let it fall on me tonight. Let that refreshing come to my spirit. Rend the heavens, God, and let your work be done. In this place tonight, let your work be done. Let your work be done. Rend the heavens. Hallelujah. Rend the heavens. Rend the heavens. And let it fall. Let it fall like rain upon this place. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, the soul says, oh, oh, fall like rain. Oh, God of heaven, open those windows tonight. Open those windows tonight. Because the enemy has come in like a flood. And I believe that the Spirit of the Lord is going to lift up a standard. Somewhere somebody is going to say, yes, God, that's me that he's talking about. I'm hungry. I'm dry. I haven't prayed through in so long. And I haven't really, I haven't really walked with you the way I need to walk with you in so long, God. I've just been going through this maze of life and going through all of the ins and outs, but no power, no anointing, no blessing. Lord, I'm sick of it. Not only am I sick of it, I'm tired of it. But God, I'm not just tired of being like that. I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of hearing about miracles in other places and it not being here. 
I'm, t- I'm kind of jealous of Memphis. I'm jealous that, uh, that a crowd of Pentecostal people could leave a service and go to a Cracker Barrel and begin talking about the Lord and the Holy Ghost fall. And eight of the employees of the Cracker Barrel in Memphis, Texas, received the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues. I'm, I'm kind of jealous of that. But you know what? I got to thinking about that today, brother. And I realized that the reason that that happened is because they took from the church what they had found and experienced and they took get to the cracker barrel the problem with too many of us is by the time we get out the door we've already visited it away we need to hold it we need to contain it so that wherever we go something comes out of us somebody finds out that we have got an apostolic anointing upon our life somebody finds out that we have something that the world can't give and the world can't take it away that is what i'm hungry for tonight That is what I'm hungry for tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I don't want to have to go to the mission field to see miracles. I want to see miracles here. Me and God have been having some arguments lately. And I don't know if you ever argue with God, but me and God, I've had some words with Him lately. And I don't say that disrespectfully. I just, I've had some things I've had to ask him. God, I've preached about power. But it doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to be. I've preached about miracles, but I've laid hands on a lot of people lately and not seen anything really happen. God, I want to know what's wrong. Is there something wrong with me? Am I not? Do I don't I not have the faith that's needed or is there something wrong in my life that would prevent you from doing what is being prayed for? God, I don't know if there's anything there. I, I want to get it out of the way because I want to I still believe in miracles. Now, you may think as, as a lot of people have been convinced that that that's just old theology, but I still believe that God's a miracle worker. I still believe he unstops deaf ears and he opens blind eyes. And I still believe that he straightens the crippled limb and he repairs the heart and he repairs. God, I want to see that kind of thing. There are people in our church tonight that need a a miraculous touch. I would like to see God do that. And I don't know, God is no respecter of person. So if God would do it somewhere else, He's obligated to do it here. If He would even do it overseas, God is obligated to do it here in North America. So what I want to know is, God, what do you need me to do? Or what do you not need me to do? Do you need me to get out of the way? Do you need me to decrease? that you might increase whatever it is God if I've been hindering if I've been stopping that from doing from being done then help me to get out of the way so that you can do what you do best oh I want that I hunger for that I am desperate tonight for that kind of church our world doesn't need another denomination they don't need another pseudo church they don't need another Bible Bible believing church they need a powerhouse where when they walk in with their sins something happens in their life and they are turned around and they are moved to come and give their heart to God oh that's what our world needs 
And we could be that. Oh, yes, we can. We can be that. We can be that if we hunger for that. Anybody sick and tired of being sick and tired? Anybody tired of what you've let yourself become and you want to make a change tonight? Anybody weary with your own carnality and you just like to bring that to an altar and crucify it again tonight? I would invite you to join me.